Thanks for your company this morning on uh, Racing HQ. We're about to preview Warwick Farm. Ahead of that, though, Tom Moxon from the Racing New South Wales Stewards Panel to advise of any things of note for this meeting. How are you this morning, Tom? Going good, Luke. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Uh, what have you got for us? Um, just a couple out of race four today. The first one being Chateau Park at its last start on the 20th of September. The horse has ridden along from the 800 metres to improve along um, towards the rail and however soon after straightening uh, became held up and then continued to be held up until uh, near the 100 metres where it was shifted to the outside of the field and was beaten under two lengths there when held up at a uh, sorry beaten under half a length on that occasion um, when held up at a cr crucial part of the race uh, and then um, our Marianne it's um, backing up after Saturday um, uh, obviously everyone would have seen uh, her uh, luckless run there where she was uh, unable to obtain clear running in the straight and as a consequence uh, went to the line without being tested at all. Fantastic, Tom. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. There's Tom Moxon joining us for a chat about Warwick Farm. Let's preview the meeting now. I say good morning again to Ray Thomas, who's been with me through the early part of the morning. And Ray, we've been touching on this meeting with a few key interviews around Warwick Farm. How have you found it doing the form? Yeah, strong meeting, isn't it? Um, as we mentioned earlier, Luke, there's some quite promising emerging horses here, and I, I think the form out of this meeting is going to hold up down the track. But um, and most important thing is, as we mentioned earlier, also soft five. Really happy that the track's improving and could even get back into the good range during the course of the afternoon. Great to hear, Ray. Uh, also with us this morning is Shano Cash, who's done the form for Warwick Farm. How are you this morning, Shano? Yeah, morning, Luke. Commiserations on last night. I uh, hope you enjoyed the game. I know Ray would have, but uh, I'm not sure you would have. Mate, you're right. I mean, I enjoyed <laughs> it until about the 70-minute uh, mark when I started to get a bit yeah. worried, and that worry quickly progressed to absolute heartbreak, <laughs> my friend. Oh, they had a good year, didn't they? Uh, you've got to admit. I mean, they were pr mm. pretty ordinary the last couple of years, but, gee, Kevin Walters has done a great job. So, no, nah, good on them in seconds. Not, not too bad. Always look on the bright side of life. G'day, Jared Duffy. Hey, Luke, Shane, and Ray. Morning, Jared. Hey, Duff. Anything to add, Daff, on the grand final? Uh, well, it didn't really worry me either way who won, but that was one of the most amazing mm. uh, matches I've ever seen of any sport that last 20 or so minutes. It's still hard to believe it happened. Tell me about Incredible. it. Incredible. Tell me about <laughs> it. How's, um, how's this meeting been, Daff, as far as the take with Tab? Uh, is there much doing? On the quiet side, that's normally the case this weekend anyway, Luke. Uh, obviously, there's uh, lots of other things to, to attract people's attention, particularly, particularly that race day on Saturday. But uh, I've got a few scratchings to deal with today, but staying to fire up now. You wait till uh, Ray and Shane's tips air, mate. It'll just be lighting It'll up like a Christmas tree in there. <laughs> Crash, bang, wallop after that. Ray, how would you like to conduct the format? Would you and Shane like to take turns going first this morning, uh, or would you like no, me to I'll, just... I'll do the speed maps and let Beautiful. the great, great man Shano um, produce his top four, and I'll chime in at the end. So That sounds All good. good. Well, All, good. All right, Daff, mark it on the first, and then Ray with the map. Scratch the one, two, flying trapeze is 10. Scratch three, four, lost at $4.85. Jolly Star, 6 50. Scratch the six. Seven unstoppable at eight. Scratch the eight. Nine metallic ruler forty-one, and ten is the favourite facile at one dollar sixty. We've got ten cents worth of deductions here, lads. But facile did open two dollars, but I've just seen the last uh, half hour or so, it's been one seventy into one sixty. So clear favourite there, number ten, facile. Yeah, I can understand why, Jerry, because it just sets up beautifully for her. There's not a lot of speed in this race outside of probably Jolie Star, who's drawn the rails, and Facile. Whether Facile wants to, to cross Jolie Stoll will be up to Tyler Schiller and, and what sort of intent he shows. I dare say he will sit outside Jolie Star and control. Lost look at a nice run, Shano, just stalking the speed, and I think the winner might come from those three. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, look, I can understand why, she, why she's so short, facile. I mean, she's a four-start maiden, but she was a stakes place three times, and that learning-to-fly form, you know, even Blanc de Blanc, you'd expect it would stand up in a race like this. Uh, apparently, she was going to resume in the Heritage Stakes a couple of weeks ago, but she just had a little temperature for a day or two, so there's nothing wrong with her. This is why she's coming back on this day rather than back then. Uh, I can understand, you know, why, why she 
is so short because she probably does look the winner uh, on paper every way. Uh, the, the danger, I thought, was unstoppable. Um, the Chris Waller horse uh, was very good at Kembler. It was smashed in the betting that day, 260 into $1.90, and uh, it was pretty good late. Uh, around a good last 600, good overall time. So he actually looked like a horse to me, like who would improve uh, with, the, with that run as well. So J-Mac and uh, Box 3, look, he, he could be uh, some danger to the favourite. And uh, lost. Uh, look, Kundalini form is good form. Uh, one there at Canterbury. I did think it had every favour. Zach Lloyd put it in the perfect spot. And it was just a little bit too good. But uh, look, can't take anything away from the filly on the day. She uh, she looks like she's an improver. And uh, Flying Trapeze, probably best of the rest. Uh, he's at home. He's only beaten three lengths in the Golden Gift by Barber coming from a long way back. And uh, stakes placed in Brisbane. So certainly has some talent. But all roads lead to the fave for me. Yeah, I'm with you, Shana. I think Fasal or Fasil looks the winner. Just gets control of this race, whether she leads or sits outside of um, uh, Jolie Star. She's going to be in the controlling position. Resuming here, as Shano mentioned, she showed a lot of promise last season and was stakes place three of her four starts, including that learning to fly effort in the Riesling when she really stretched that filly. She also ran second in the Sweet Embrace, so excellent form lines for a return here in a holiday Monday Warwick Farm meeting. She's had the one trial, and that's when she ran second to Arctic Glamour, and Boy, didn't we see what Arctic Glamour did at Rose Hill last week when she resumed. So there's um, that form line there, and it just does look like Fasil's race for mine. She is short enough sixty, as Jared mentioned. The four loss just gets the right run here, just stalking that speed. She's got race fitness on her side. As Shano mentioned, she beat a good horse in Kundalini at Canterbury last start, so she takes the confidence from that win. She'll run well here, lost. If, if um, Fasil is short of a... Um, a gallop, so to speak, at the end of 1100. It could be uh, lost who closes late. The two flying trapeze we heard from Gary Portelli earlier. This might be a touch short of his best, but he'll be hitting the line. And uh, I like the five Jolly Star. She's a nice filly. She won at Warwick Farm during winter, was immediately put away by Chris Waller, resuming here off one trial. She's got the advantage of the inside gate. She'll be on speed and will be thereabouts at the finish. 10-4-2-5 in the first. Hard to go past the favourite for Seal. And Ray, uh, Gerald Ryan joined us uh, this morning in regards to his runners and for Seal, and we learned a little bit uh, about her, didn't we? Yeah, well, apparently she had a little bone chip that was found after she was withdrawn from uh, the Golden Slipper, um, unfortunately, in the lead-up to the big race there earlier this year, she just was a little bit lame after a gallop on Tuesday morning and subsequent tests showed she had a little bone chip and that was removed, given a good spell, hence why she's returning so late in the spring and she would have been an ideal candidate, you would think, Luke, for the Princess Series races early on, but... Uh, that's the reason why she's coming back a little later, but certainly there's still a lot of good stakes races coming up, and if she can run well today, um, it's game on for her for the spring. No doubt about it. Darren Flindell's with Fasil number 10 in race one to beat four, five, and seven. As we move to race number two at Warwick Farm, Daff, and it's a benchmark 72. We go to the mile here. Very interesting betting race, this one, Luke. One Spitfire, $5.50, two Ruben Blur. At nine, three. I'm so cool. Nineteen, four. Hunter bread at sixteen. Five built. Three dollars thirty. Six is the favourite. Diabelli. Two dollars thirty. Scratch the seven. Eight tip top timing at ten. These two favourites are on the drift. Diabelli opened at two at the two thirty. Built bigger move. Two forty at the three thirty. Whilst that's been going on, Spitfire. Nine into five fifty. Ruben Blue. Mm. Seventeen into nine. And even number four, Hunter Bread, 41 into 16. So a, a move against those two favourites early on. Yeah, competitive race, isn't it, Gerald, as the market suggests? Look, I think I'm so cool leads. He loves to lead in his races. Tip-top timing's drawn inside I'm so cool. So um, it might make that horse work a little to get across, but you would think I'm so cool will lead this from tip-top timing. Diabelli probably lobs into a lovely spot, Spitfire and built the stalkers, Shane. Yeah, I tell you, if he gets beat today, Diabelli, they'll build a statue to him outside the tab because he's been very costly. He's $1.70 uh, two starts ago, got rolled, $1.60 last start at Newcastle and got beat. He actually hit the front at Newcastle and yeah. uh, another horse worried him out of it. But I must say, that horse that beat him is uh, glad you think so. And I did talk to Sarge in the lead-up to that race, and he thinks he's a bit of a derby sort of horse. So I think it was a pretty strong race, and they came home you know, in, in reasonable time there, the last 600. So he wasn't totally disgraced. And the time before that, Condro beat him, and it, it's not a bad horse. But in saying that, he better step up and do something today because he's drawn mm. particularly well. He's got barrier four. He won't get any fitter. 
Uh, so, look, absolutely no excuses for Diabelli. Uh, the second favourite, I thought, was the horse that could beat him is built. Uh, Chris Waller's I'm Invincible. Uh, just going back through his form, he, uh, he ran fourth one day to the stablemate Reidner at uh, Kensington, and that's Epsom form at the moment. And, look, I thought this horse was very good last start at, uh, at Kemble Grange. He went third to Razors, and another two strides. Built probably wins, but in saying that, look, Built's another horse who has been costly from time to time. So one of them's going to get beat. I'm just not sure which one it will be. It depends who wants it more. Uh, Spitfire, I can see why there's support for him. I mean, he's the horse who is actually knows how to win. He's on a hat trick, albeit an easier race is down there at Walger in Canberra. But uh, look on his day with the claim, you imagine he could probably uh, run uh, a place. And tip top timing. Um, gee, he was impressive last start, guys. He led all the way mm. uh, when he won a very ordinary race, I must say. But he is at home. He's got a Hall of Fame trainer these days. So hopefully he can do something, give a sight for the punters. Yeah, Shane, I'm glad you noticed Bilt's run at Kembla because I've actually put him on top. Um, that was his second run back, and he didn't have a lot of galloping room for a fair part of the straight, but when he finally worked into the clear inside, probably the final 150, he did close off very strongly. He was beaten a half length in the Class 1-1 by Razors. Look, I... I can see that his winning strike rate is a concern, just one from 13, but maybe he's starting to turn the corner. And more importantly, Shana gets out to the mile today. He's looking for 1,600. Uh, he's third up. The race shape suits him. Um, if he's ever going to start putting uh, some wins on the board, this is a race I think that will set up perfectly for him. Small field, he'll be stalking the speed. I'm going with the five built to get the job done here from one Spitfire. One thing about this horse is he's very genuine. He's in terrific touch. And uh, 1,600 metres is his optimum trip. He's carried big weights to win at Wagga in Canberra. But he's just got um, his confidence sky high at the moment, Spitfire. He'll be back off the speed, but he'll be hitting the line late. Diabelli, maybe I've gone the wrong way here, Shana, because, um, as you mentioned, he has been a costly conveyance his last two, and he did hit the front, as you said, at Newcastle. It took a nice horse to beat him. Maybe he gets his chance today here, Diabelli. He's going to get the perfect run, so there'll be no excuses if he is beaten again. And of the others, I thought um, number two, Reuben Bleur, who wasn't beaten far in a federal at Canberra last start, could it be thereabouts? 5-1-6-2. I just thought built that run at Kembla, he showed enough there to suggest he's ready to win. Darren Flindell in race number two has gone with five on top. That is built to beat six, eight and one in the second event of the day at Warwick Farm. We go to race number three now, benchmark 72, and the distance, 1,600 metres here, Daft, talk us through the market. One Arts, $5, two Irish Kisses, $4.20. The favourite, number three, Oakfield Redgum, $2.60. Four Hinch and Jive at five, five Nullify, 12. Six Suzette at 10. Seven Latin Lyric, 11, we scratch the eight. Been a really big move here for Oakfield Redgum, uh, 320 into 260 already. A sprinkling for number five, Nullify, 19 into 12. Uh, those other three in the market behind the favourite are small drifters at the moment. Yeah, I think the key here, Jared, is is the map and what takes on Oakfield Redgum. I, I don't, I can't see anything taking her on. And when she gets control over a mile um, around Warwick Farm, gee, she's going to be hard to run down. We saw that at Wyong two starts back when she led an absolutely dominated Phillies and Mares benchmark 68, won by a big margin that day. Came to a midway last start at Ramekin. She was pretty game running fifth after leading for a long way behind Satness. So her form just stacks up beautifully here. And as I mentioned earlier, the mere fact she's going to get total control up front here, Shano. I think Oak, Oakfield Redgum looks the one to beat. Um, Maybe Irish Kisses and Nullify will be up on speed, but it just looks like she runs a race to suit here, Shane. Well, I do agree with all of that. Would you want anyone more than Adam Hieronymus uh, on a, a looks like an own leader there at uh, Warwick Farm? But well, I'm going with the class of the race here in Arts, the, the toppy. I must say it is D-Day for her. Um, she's got to step up and do something with those two zeros next to her name. But in her defence, the 1,200 first up at Rose Hill was just way too short. She just was basically, you know, run off her feet there. And then she went to the Tibby Stakes at Newcastle and um, she ran 12th of 14, but having a look at the race, very few horses uh, were able to change their 
positions in that race at any time. I mean, they're only 122 overall and 33 home. But bar the winner, nothing really made ground. So I'm prepared to forgive her that. Obviously, she's dropping way back in class. It's, it is D-Day, as I say. She's got to do something uh, out there this afternoon. I've uh, got her on top to beat Irish Kisses. She's third up. I uh, did like her last start there, RT, uh, at uh, Rose Hill in the Midway. She was uh, held up just for a little uh, wee stride or two, but started to make ground late. So she's obviously come back well. And uh, Hinch and Jive, uh, Ronnie Quinton's horse, last start winner. Don't know if they beat much down there, but uh, gee, it was impressive. It put the years over the last little bit. So uh, he comes to town at the right time. And, of course, Oakfield Red Rum, uh, as you mentioned before, I mean, he's just going to get such a soft lead unless Nullify wants to put some pressure on the race. This, yeah. could just, uh, this could just lead all the way. Yeah, that's why I'm going with her, Shano. The three Oakfield Red Gum leads, controls, and gee, around Warwick Farm. Uh, look, I just think she'll be very, very hard to beat. It could be similar to what she did at Wyong. Uh, I think the danger is the four Hinch and Jive. Another mare who's in really good form at the moment. She's genuine. She's tough. The mile will be no issue the way she hit the line at Hawkesbury last start. And, and she'll run a race here. The two Irish kisses, I've got her in my numbers as well. I did notice her good, solid effort at Rose Hill last night. As Shano pointed out, didn't have a lot of luck in the straight Irish kisses. So um, third up here at a mile, she'll run well. And the one arts, the, the mere fact class alone. She's an Adrian Knox winner. She went a fifth in the Group 1 Oaks earlier this season. Resumed with two unplaced runs uh, so far over unsuitable trips. We'll get back here out to a mile. Oakfield Redgum does like to roll along at a reasonably genuine tempo, so it'll give Arts a chance to run on, but I can't tip against the three Oakfield Redgum. I think she controls this race and is the one to catch. Three, four, two and one in the third. Race number three for Darren Flindell. He's with number four, Hinch and Jive on top. Numbers four, three, five and six for Darren Flindell in race number three. We'll take a break. This is the Warwick Farm Preview on Sky Sports Radio and Radio TAB. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Our legend of the league is Bradley Clyde. Wayne Bennett was our special guest, and we managed to get him to laugh a few times. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Would he have coached years. you during your career at rep level? He was really influential on me. I was a 17-year-old, and he invited me to come and train with the Raiders, even though I wasn't playing for them. Yeah, it gave me an enormous start. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. If you set yourself a goal, don't make any excuses. Still stays with me today. Sunday mornings on Sky Sports Radio and Radio T. Be trackside at Rosehill Gardens for another thrilling Sydney Everest Carnival Day of group racing featuring the $2 million Hill Stakes. Revel in a dazzling kaleidoscope of fun, food and fashion. Hill Stakes Day, October 7 at Rosehill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standard bread property Bidgey Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrient Harcourts. Sports report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket. And the... Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's no cricket was played first. No, soccer's played the most. Netball's probably no, played because... the best. Well, the world would argue yeah. swimming. We serve more than we, we swim. We ski almost no, as much no, as swimming. Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Penrith have done it! They make it three and the debate is settled. This is the greatest team of the modern era. A fifth premiership for the Penrith Club. They have dragged it out of the ashes. That they did. Uh, welcome back Luke, to... you're there, Luke. You're there. <laughs> when did this torture end? Um, welcome back to the Warwick Farm Preview. If you're listening to us in Brisbane uh, this morning, I'm sure you're sharing my pain after last night. Um, gee, they haven't missed me, Ray. Um, our oh, man in the studio, Hamish, he just keeps trotting out the replays. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's rubbing it in or he's got a sick sense of humour. But um, either way, Penrith fans will be happy this morning. Good morning yeah. to you again. Well, I think all bias aside, it's one of the great... Grand Finals and one of the, as Jared mentioned earlier, one of the great sporting contests that um, we'll be thinking about and replaying um, this match over and over again. Even Broncos fans would have to say it was one of the most extraordinary sporting contests of any kind you, you, you've ever seen. 
Yeah, I was out there last night. The atmosphere was unbelievable. Uh, deafening roar when Cleary crossed in the, the final two minutes to um, lock it up and then, of course, kicking that conversion, guys. So it was an epic grand final. And uh, no doubt throughout the off-season, we just start building up again to the start of the next NRL season. It just seems to um, be a 365-day-a-year coverage of uh, the NRL, Ray. It's such a, a popular sport in this country. We all love it. You, you mightn't have seen Ezra Mann spoken to post-game in an interview and I, I sat up and watched a fair bit of it and he said look it, it hurts and we're disappointed we lost but we're proud of our season but more importantly we've been here now we want to go back and work hard we know what getting to a grand final means we now know what we need to do to win it so I like that attitude that that immediately he's already focused on 2024 yeah. the Broncos will be there they're a young side so exciting they're the team to watch next year I'm sure no doubt about it. Um, just to rub insult to injury, I every time I backed a winner this year, mm. um, I threw $50 on Brisbane. I did it all year. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. I hedged a little bit on Penrith. I did the smart oh, okay. thing. Yeah. Um, but it was a far better result the other way. And of course. I didn't think to do anything in play. I thought, there's no way there. There's no way they're coming back from this. So, um, yeah. I mean, I've had some sick beats in my time. That's got to be right up there. <laughs> what do you think say, of that one, Shana? Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, at least you won the AFL. Oh, hang on, they got beat there too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did well. Brisbane made the AFL and the NRL Grand Final. I think that's a terrific effort by the by the, uh, the city. So, well done. Yeah, you've got a good sense of humour there as well, Shane. Uh, let's get to race number four at Warwick Farm, guys, as we preview this meeting. And it's a benchmark 72, and it's the exceedance at Vinery Stud, 2,200 metres. And Jared Daffy's got the market. Just a couple of things out of that before we get back to the races. We've got next year's market up. Will they make it four in a row? Maybe not, but they're $3.75 favourites, Penrith. Wow, Brisbane geez. at four fifty, then out to $9 South, $10 the Roosters. That match last night, I mean, it's only a number, but at the 60-minute mark, um, Penrith were $21. They could have been anything. I don't think anybody wow. in their wildest dreams would have backed them. But at that stage... Ezra Mann was a dollar ten to win the Churchill Medal, um, and Nathan Cleary was twenty six dollars. Incredible, so, Incredible. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Anyway, uh, that's behind us. Race four today. Uh, we've got Shadow Park, the one three dollar sixty favourite. Two Casual Connection at six. Three for Victory at three seventy. Four Yukon twelve. Scratch five. Now there's a late scratching. This has only just come through in the last few minutes. Number six, our Mary Ann. Uh, deductions error, eight a win, nine a place, seven Stella Glow at 34, eight Golden pa uh, Passport at 8.50, nine Condro at 4.60 and ten Lady Redwood at $12. So it's a pretty much a new market here. Uh, Shadow Park wasn't the favourite. Four Victory was favourite um, when our Mary Ann was in the field. Obviously that's changed around a little bit, $3.60. Of that duo, Four Victory had been the best back and has been... Sprinkling for the bottom one here, Lady Redwood, which has been 34 into 12. Okay, yeah. Uh, Golden Port probably leads and controls here. Shano, Celestial, Fury will be up on speed. Four victory will settle close. Casual Connection did lead a Saturday race at Rose Hill. Um, two starts back, probably got left in front by default, but he should get into a lovely stalking position here. But Golden Passport leads and controls here. Yeah, got to steal a duff line. There's a real sense of timing here for me about this four victory. Uh, Chris Waller, James McDonald, barrier to 2,200 today. The horse has never gone that far, but like he's absolutely fit as he can be, and I think that's what he's looking for. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a one-pacer, but uh, he certainly... Uh, he's a grinder. He'll run that far, no problems whatsoever. I'm pretty keen on him, actually, uh, to beat Casual Connection, probably the fittest horse in the race. Uh, we saw that 2,100-metre uh, race here at Warwick Farm a few weeks back. He ran second, only just beaten there by Mr Bond. And that was the same race that Chateau Park ran fourth in. And I think watching it a few times, you could probably make a case to say that Chateau Park probably should have won the race. He was just held up there for a stride or two and only got going again late. It's pretty hard to do uh, when you're a horse like him. He needs a, a good uninterrupted run which I imagine he will get today from Barry Nine and Tyler Schiller. And uh, the best of the rest, I thought UConn, I was pretty keen on this horse last start to run a race, UConn, but he, he went terrible. And looking at the stewards report, there, was, there wasn't much um, they could find wrong with him. But look, every, everyone can have a bad day. I think he's a pretty reasonable horse on his day and he's in the right sort of race. But yeah, look, I'm very keen on uh, full victory today. It's my best uh, there for uh, J-Mac and Waller. 
Yeah, similar numbers, Shane. It was slightly different order. I've gone the two to beat the three here. I just think Casual Connections had the right grounding, so to speak, for this race. We mentioned that Rose Hill run two starts back when he got left in front. Uh, and that was in Saturday class, faded late. Then last start at Warwick Farm, as Shano mentioned earlier, just got beaten by Mr Bond. That was 2110 out to the 2200 today. The way the race sets up, he's going to get a lovely run, just stalking those leaders. And I think Casual Connection, we know he'll keep grinding away. It will be very, very hard to beat. For victory, I agree with everything Shano says. The only little negative I found, Shano, was he's going from the 16, jumping straight to 2200. But he has had uh, four solid runs to prepare for it. And uh, he, he does look very, very hard to beat here. The one Chateau Park comes out of that Mr. Bond Casual Connection uh, race and to Shano's point probably should have finished a touch closer than fourth only beaten a half length has to be included and the four Yukon I, I wouldn't be ruling him out on that Rose Hill run as we heard from Michael Hawkes earlier he got trapped three wide facing the breeze virtually the entire trip over that 2400 you, you've just got to put a line through it and give him another chance he did run well here at Warwick Farm three starts back two three one and four I've gone with casual connection in race four and Darren Flindell has gone with number six, which is a late scratching. So we'll uh, get Darren's updated numbers um, as far as his fourth selection goes. But pro um, promoted to first uh, for Darren is number three, four victory, three, one and two for Darren Flindell in race number four. Those selections will be updated throughout the day. We go to race number five at Warwick Farm now. Maiden over 1,600 metres. Jared Daffy with the market. One Kapakiri at four dollars sixty. Scratch the two three jurisprudence at five dollars. Four is the favourite Hariri at two dollars seventy. Scratch the five six Sakani at ten. Seven superstitious twelve eight. You know who at seven. Uh, nine Kuno uh, Kunology at twelve. Scratch the ten and the eleven. Twelve joint mission sixty one. Thirteen sting in the tail at forty one. 14, Yarraville, 51, and we scratch the bottom two. Half a dozen scratchings here. The favourite, just a little drift. There's been good support, bearing in mind 13 cents worth of deductions, but number three, Jurisprudence, has been 10 into 5, and number seven, Superstitious, 17 into 12. No obvious leader here, Shano. Um, Ahu Riri's drawn reasonably well, raced on speed at Newcastle last start. I'd imagine this filly will settle right on the pace. Keenology has an opportunity to cross from out wide. I think Jurisprudence is going to lob into a perfect spot here, just behind the speed, but no obvious leader, not a lot of tempo here. Maybe Ahu Riri controls up front, Shane. Yeah, Chris Waller's got uh, half the field here, five of the ten, so I'm definitely got one of his on top here, number one, Kapakiri. Uh, interesting, uh, well-bred horse. He's by Kermadec, who obviously Chris Waller had out of Oriental Lady, who won the, the Gosford Cup for Chris Lee. So uh, he's got a bit of pedigree to back him up. He's got a wide draw, but with these scratchings, I'm not all that concerned about it. We've got mm. Nashua Willer, uh, 59 is a bit of an ask, but the horse does have good form. I mean, looking back early on, he was second to Mark West one day at Hawkesbury, and then he went down to Flemington and ran second to Mr. Maestro and finished ahead of Major Beal over 1,800. So, look, he's probably got half a good race in him. This horse, I think he's better than the midweeks or Monday, whatever whatever we're looking at. He's very fit, and uh, look, I thought he was okay there last start uh, in a super maiden there at uh, at Kimber Grange. Look, the one I was interested in to see how how we go with the betting closer to the uh, to the race is you know who number eight as you wear the winx colors there for chris waller and jason collett um look it's third up today i thought it's run at warwick at uh, kembla grange was uh, pretty good last start it was in a super maiden uh was making up a lot of ground there late behind good vintage uh, got a fair way back uh, last on the turn just about and was uh, really getting to the line pretty well that was 1500 up to the mile that's exactly what the horse is looking for and speaking of a mile i've going to keep a real good eye on this uh, superstitious uh, schnitzel horse of Gerald Ryan's beautiful pedigree. It's mother's a sister to uh, admire Ratke who won the, the Caulfield Cup. So it's got a great pedigree to run the mile. He's a beautiful horse too. So he's the third run of his career, absolutely screaming out for 1600. And best of the rest is another of the Waller horses, Ahariri, who uh, was pretty strong through the line there at uh, Newcastle last start in a good race. Yeah, we heard from Gerald earlier, Shane, and he gave a, a nice push for Superstitious. I've left Superstitious out of my numbers and I'm a little bit worried now, but I've landed on the six Sakani, um, a done deal colt by Honesty Prevails, beautifully bred, and he's run at the Kenzo second start. He's run fourth to Noisy Boy. The leader was off and gone that day, but it was a lot better than it reads on paper because he was in between runners with little galloping room in the straight. He hit the line better than anything 
in the last 100 metres to finish fourth. Uh, as I mentioned, he's by done deal. Um, he's going to appreciate 1,600 metres. Where he gets to in the run is the slight concern because he has drawn awkwardly with the scratchings. Comes into gate 10. If Tommy Berry can find some cover, I, I think he could be one at odds to run a real race here, the six Sakani. As I mentioned, that Kenzo, if it was a real hidden run. The danger, I think, is the four Ahu Riri, this filly by Al Manzor. Just gets a lovely run, either leads or, or setting, uh, settling on speed. So she's going to be in a position to strike all the way. Her two runs have been sold enough. She was beaten favourite at Newcastle last start. Wasn't beaten far but certainly the mile won't be any issue for her. Um, the, the number three, the stable mate is jurisprudence. As I mentioned earlier is Justify Colt. Big, strong, strapping Colt he is. He'll, he'll get a lovely run here just off the speed. Had his chance at Newcastle on debut. Jumped straight to 1600 but I think he needs this trip and and uh, as I said he gets the right run in the race and Shano's top selection, number one, Carpa Kiri have to include here. Comes out of that Princess Raya Kemba uh, maiden win as well where it ran quite well. 6-4-3-1, Sakani each way in race five. Let's see which way Darren's gone with his thoughts here in this fifth race at Warwick Farm today. He's 4-3-1-7 with his numbers. He's gone with number four, Ahriri, to beat 3-1-7. And, and I can vouch for having called it last start. Darren will just have, he, have to have his wits about him, Ray, <laughs> getting that one out. Ahriri, it, it just doesn't roll off the tongue that easy. Ahuriri, Maybe that's yeah. just me. It sounded good for you, though, mate. Ahuriri, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> good on you, Ray. Uh, we are getting through these races on our Randwick preview. Get uh, to the final three races, other side of this break on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standard bread property Bidgey Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrien Harcourts. Be trackside for the Tad Everest. Witness history with the fastest horses on earth with $20 million to be won, along with the first running of the $5 million King Charles III stakes with live music after the last race. Tab Everest Day, October 14 at Royal Ram. Book now at theracers.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? We are the champions, we are the champions, no time for losers, cause we are the champions. Yeah, that's some uh, wonderful singing on your Monday from the <laughs> Europeans after winning the Ryder Cup. Uh, Ray, you got a few bars for us as we come back? Oh. Um, there's two things I can't do, or many things I can't do. The two worst I am, I'm a terrible cook and even worse singer, so I won't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the takeaway, Ray. Um, oh, I'm a shocking cook. Gee, I'm yeah. anyway. what, what, what's your go-to dish? If you've got to do it, you're under pressure and you know, oh, you, you've, got to, yeah. you've got to get something sorted. What can I, you put together that's satisfactory? almost make a reasonably edible beef stroganoff. Almost. Uh, Ta Tanya might be sitting there shaking her head saying, no, it's not. But uh, it's that's probably my only go-to dish, I think, mate. Oh, I, I'm okay at the barbecue, but every bloke is, so it's no big deal. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Ocas? What's your go-to? Uh, well, I'm pretty strong on my toast. Uh, I, do, I do that rather well. Uh, and I sometimes, if I'm feeling extravagant, I might even put some cheese in between the two of them, but uh, that'll, that'll pull me up. That was always the go-to of... Bad week on the punt, baked beans on toast. Just uh, oh, get the yeah. can of baked beans, a few pieces of toast, Ray. All the cornflakes here. It's all you yeah. got <laughs> <in the house. laughs> Two minute noodles, oh, Daff, that oh, sort of thing. Geez. 
Uh, toast to me. I've got a quick story. It happened three or four years ago. My bride went away and I was left to my own devices. Normally I'd be a takeaway man, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to have a crack at it this time. So uh, I worked out how the stove worked and uh, and got that going and and um, sprayed the bottom of the pan and put a nice big steak in and a bit of tomato and a bit of eggs and away you go. It looked cooked, so I sat down to eat it and had the first mouthful of steak. I thought, well, that doesn't taste too good. I uh, had the second mouthful. was unedible um, and I went back and I did all this without my glasses and I went back and I had a look and beside the stove you would think that that's where the, the canola oil and that would be more teen. oh no, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> let, let me tell you that cooking oh, a steak egg and tomatoes in more teen is not the way to go it's not that tasty oh that's too good, sweet yeah. afterwards yeah. that you... happened and the stupid thing i did was I, she was in melbourne out with uh, with the rest of our family down there and i rang her up and told her and they've uh, they've been dwelling on that for the last three or four years As you would. but that actually happened <laughs> So more back to toast. Why drop your food anyway? Uh, <laughs> That's what it did. Yeah. <laughs> well, more smart, not safe, Daff. Oh. Um, yeah. With the Mortine, that's uh, that's one of the greats. Uh, were you feeling okay afterwards? Did you consider yeah. just taking yourself to the, the hospital to get a check out? I wouldn't imagine it's too good for you, Mortine. Uh, where I where I took myself was down to the local KFC. Yeah, <laughs> and that just got you back. You were sweet afterwards. So I'm officially banned. Yeah, you won't be appearing on MasterChef anytime no, soon. No, no, not that. at all. We uh, we kick on, boys, with the race number six. What a segue from Daff eating more teen to race six at Warwick Farm, a benchmark 100 over the thousand, and we've lost the top weight here, Athelric uh, Daff. We have two Holyfield at ten three. Cole 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 Crusher at six four. Spacewalk is the favourite, one seventy five. Five, five extremely lucky, 326 to find hard at 15, seven field of night, 126, and eight super freds, 126. This favourite, we've got 14 cents worth of deductions. It was $2.30 in the opening market, but a couple of hours ago it was 190, so it's a mover inwards into 175. The second elect, extremely lucky, has been 310 out to 320. So good support for the fave, number four, spacewalk. Might get a nice run too here, Jared. Is um, with the coming out. I guess Defiant Heart and Feel the Night, who are drawn the outside of the seven horse field, probably cross and lead. Cole Crusher hasn't got the blinkers on. He's drawn inside them, but we know he can jump and run. Spacewalk might just lob into a, a beautiful position here, Shano. Yeah, it's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar race, so it's not a big field, but it's an interesting field. I would have thought any one of perhaps three could could win it. Um, Cold Crusher, Spacewalk, Extremely Lucky uh, seem to be the the horses that are going to fight this out. I'm with Extremely Lucky, the Chris Waller horse uh, came back here, uh, Barrier Four. Look, he's a pretty smart gelding. He's only lightly raced nine starts. He's a five year old. Uh, when he was um, trained by his former trainer, he was over in Adelaide. Uh, he won a uh, Lightning Stakes at Morfordville, drew the outside barrier, carried fifty nine and one. Then his next start, he went down to Mooney Valley and ran third to Bella. Nipatina uh, in the Norman car line. So he's got a bit of class. Uh, he's two runs for Chris Waller. Uh, he ran behind Blindness Notches. It's Everest form. And his last start there at Rhodes Hill, he ran a very good sectional, 32.51, uh, the last 600 in that really strong race that Red Card beat Smashing Eagle. So look, if he's going to peak, I think it'll be today. It's the absolute perfect race for him. As it's worth a lot of money, so I would imagine this has been something of a target for him. Uh, speaking of targets, it has to be, surely, for Cole Crusher, Joe Pride at home. Uh, horse got a good first up record. In fact, he's got a great record overall. Eight wins, eight placings, and seven of those are second. So he's a winner at the track from his only start. He's won two at the trip, and he's two from five first up. So look, he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Cole Crusher, he always is. And uh, Spacewalk, look, I can understand why he's favourite. His two trials have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, fourth to Buenos Noches and Zapateo was going as well as both of those. And then last start, he could have easily beaten Halal if he wanted to, but Zach Lloyd just, uh, just put him through his paces. So barrier one, J-Mac, pretty hard to beat I would have thought space walk and uh, best of the rest well I suppose you could throw any of those in Holly Field on his best day would have to be some sort of chance yeah, I'm with Spacewalk, Shano. As you mentioned, his two trials have just been super. He, he looks to be flying on the track for his first up run. I know he hasn't 
one first up previously in four attempts, but I only go back to last prep when he, he resumed it um, in a race at Rose Hill there, and he ran third to Maria Mia and Midwest. They were both in terrific form at the time. Maria Mia came out of that race, won the Expressway, and then won a Group 1 Galaxy, and Midwest is a consistent sprinter. His run that day, Spacewalk, was excellent to run third. Uh, he can perform fresh. Run of the race stuff suits him just off the speed in this 1,000-metre scamper, and he's got that ability to reel off brilliant closing sectionals. His trials suggest he's ready to go today. I've got him on top four spacewalk, albeit he's short enough now, as Jared mentioned, about a dollar thirty-five. Cole Crusher might hold the rail here, Shano. He's had a couple of easy trials, but as you mentioned, he does go well fresh. Home track um, distance, he flies around this course and trip, and uh, he'll run a race here for sure. Cole Crusher. Um, of the others, the five extremely lucky. He's had the, the two runs now for the Chris Wallace stable. There's been a spruik about this horse, hasn't there, both times. He might be ready to go now. He's run at Rose Hill, as Shane mentioned last start, and the red card race was pretty sound, and this looks an easier contest, albeit he's up against an odds-on favourite here. And of the others, um, I'll throw in the... The two here, which is Holyfield, he's got ability. First up, 1,000 metres, short of his best, but he'll be running on. Four, three, five, and two with the favourite spacewalk in the feature race six. Ray, I'm on extremely lucky. Is this an important race for him to, to yeah. show something? Because we were, we were saying the E word before he resumed. Yeah, yeah, and there has been a spruik on him, as I mentioned. Uh, so you're 100% right, Luke. Uh, but he's run at Rose Hill, as Shana mentioned. It, it was mm. pretty sound in a strong Definitely. race. So um, this is the right sort of race. He'd probably be sitting off spacewalk. They might be making their runs together. So that, that's a, a small field, but it's an exciting contest. Real battle of tactics, the, the feature today. Yeah, I think he's had excuses both runs mm. back. Um, and that's a great clash today. Yeah. I think the track pattern will be pretty important too, Ray, because three-metre rail, spacewalk's got barrier one. That could mm. be an advantage, um, but we got, we've got to wait and see there. Yeah, exactly. Just see what um, Cole Crusher does, and we let those two horses cross. Yeah, it's a, mm. it's a fascinating battle of tactics for a 1,000-metre sprint, that. Shane, do you have any opinion on how the track might play today at Warwick Farm? Well, I must say, I'm glad it's not a heavy nine um, like mm. it was uh, during the week. Oh, look, I'm with Ryan. It's, it's a beautiful day today. It's, it's quite warm without being like it was yesterday. So you would assume it's going to get drier. I can't imagine it's going to be wet enough for the inside to be quicksand like it sometimes is when it's wet there. So I would have thought it would play pretty well. But, yeah. you know, mm. we'll find out. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, race number seven. And did I give Darren's tips there? I'll just give them again in case I... Uh, forgot them and I've closed them so uh, I'm, I'm sweet I'm sweet I'll get them back up uh, in a moment uh, and Darren on race number six what he has found uh, I'll bring them to you shortly but we kick on to race number seven DAF and at Warwick Farm today this is over 1400 metres and it's a benchmark 72 and here are Darren's tips as I segue to you he's gone in race number six at Warwick Farm this way uh, with his numbers as I bring them up, and uh, Larry the laptop, I think I've been hacked actually, boys. Uh, here they are. Race number six for Darren, five, four, three, and two. As Daff brings us the market for race number seven. Scratch the one, two, convincibility at $4.40. The favourite is number three, Yasuki, $3.00. Four, Bluff and Bluster, 26 Five, Hokkaido at nine. Scratch the six, seven, the replicant at ten. Eight, Capital Heart, $5.50. Nine, Lyrical Gangster at eight. And ten, Galano at $8.00. Now, pretty hefty deductions here, 16 cents. Yasuki had been four twenty into three ten. After the scratchings, it updates now at $3.00. So there's been a bit of interest in it in the last hour or so. And the other one that had been back was number... Eight Capital Heart, which had got uh, gone from nine into five fifty. So they're the two that punters want to be with at the moment. Uh, convincibility looks to lead, and I think gets uh, control unless the replicant wants to kick up underneath convincibility. Irish Kisses will be handy. Capital Heart also in a forward position. I don't think they'll be breaking any records here, though, Shane. Well, look, I would have thought any one of the uh, eight horses could actually win. This is a very competitive race. Uh, I'm with uh, one of the Chris Waller-trained horses down the bottom there, number nine, Lyrical Gangster. Uh, he's a four-year-old son of Placier, and uh, i tell you what, Placier can throw a good horse, uh, particularly over New, New Zealand. He's a champion stadium over there. And this horse, I think, is going to go on to better things. Uh, he's only had the three starts. He, he uh, won on debut there at Newcastle and showed a lot of ticket, too, when he won. And then he uh, went down to Kembla and third to Flashing Steel, made up a lot of ground. And his last start, 
part was uh, at Warwick Farm, you're in fourth to Grabini in a graduation, was making up a lot of ground uh, late. He's had the one trial to go into a 1,400-metre race, uh, so maybe I'm going off a little run too early with him. But Kieran McAvoy rode him in the trial, and he was passing horses at will there the last little bit. And the fact that uh, Kieran's sticking with him today, I think, is a really positive sign. 54.5. I just reckon he might have a bigger future than some of these horses uh, around him. Uh, the danger is number four, Bluff and Bluster, uh, Jason Coyle's horse. Look, he can be a bit of a bad luck magnet. Uh, he's very dependent on things like tempo and timing of the jockeys, get it right, and track bias, what have you. But uh, look, on his day, he's good enough to win this sort of race. And Tommy Berry's a, a very key booking there. Tommy rode him in a trial there at Warwick Farm. He went awesome too. Uh, the other one there I've got in for third is Yasuki uh, from the Chris Wallace stable, J-Mac on Barrier 6. Second up here today, sort of, you know, sent out some pretty good signs there on the Kensington track. Didn't really suit it, got a long way back and ran on. But uh, Warwick Farm, second up, I think it'll go a whole lot better. Uh, I'm with the two convincibility here, boys. Amy McLucas' claim gets in well with 57. He's a horse racing with a lot of confidence at the moment. Um, very consistent. Last start over 15.50 at Canterbury. Led until the final few bounds. River Snitty was given a gun ride by Brett Preble. Peeled off convincibility's back and ambushed him late. But a good solid effort. Back to the 1400 is the key. This is his ideal trip. Gets control up front. I think he'll take a lot of running down the two convincibility. Interested in, in a horse right down the weights here, TAB number 10, Galano. He's by Snitzel out of fashion, beautifully bred. Team Hawks, we heard from Michael earlier. He won a, his maiden second up at Geelong, and his second start, first up from a spell, sorry, um, for fun the other day. Switched states straight here to Warwick Farm, second up. The drying track, the key, 10 Galano, a good watch at odds. Uh, the favourite, number three, Yasuki, was, is a talented horse and he was given his chance in some good races late in his three-year-old season earlier this year. Solid first-up effort. Uh, he'll be hard to beat here. Chris Waller-James, McDonald combination. I can understand why there's good support for Yasuki. And, and Shano's tip, number nine, Lyrical Gangster, also got him in my numbers for all the reasons that Shane mentioned. We heard from Joe Pride earlier. He gave a nice little push, didn't he, Luke, to both his two, five, Hokkaido, and seven, the replicant. So to Shano's point, this is a really competitive race. You can make a case for any of the eight runners. I've got convincibility on top, two, ten, three, and nine in race seven. I think uh, to the map you read earlier, Ray, just mm. yeah, the thing is with this, or he just makes his own luck convincibility. You love yeah. that racing style where he just pings the gates and, and takes all before him. He's going to be there for a long way, isn't he, Luke? And he's racing with confidence. He's very fit. And I love the fact he's had that 15, 50-metre run coming back to the 1,400, knowing that racing pattern that you mentioned. He's going to give you a terrific sight here. No doubt about it. Not a bad race, that. The seventh on the program there at Warwick Farm. Darren's gone this way. Three, two, ten, and nine. Three on top, Yasuki, with uh, Darren's thoughts. We move now to the last at Warwick Farm today. Benchmark 72, 1,100 metres. Jared Duffy's got the market. One, Abel Willie at $6. Two, Chief Conductor, 11. Three, Sir Ravenelli at 23. Put the pen through four and five. Number six, Jedebeel at seven. Scratch the seven. Eight, Walk and Talkin' at 19. Nine, another Cognac at six. Scratch 10. 11, Lancaster Bomber at 51. Scratch 12. Favourite, number 13, written in code, $2.40. Scratch 14. 15, De Poet, 126. 16, Casenza at 31. 17, Crips tonight, 23. Scratch the 18. Uh, 19 is Racamello at 34 and 20 silent raindrops at $23. 13 cents worth of deductions. We've got a few scratchings here, but subsequent to scratching time, they've backed two horses. The one over Willie has been 7.50 into six and clearly disfavourite. Number 13 written in code 260 into 240. Yeah, they'll hum along here, won't they, boys? Uh, uh, maybe DePoe at Chief Conductor Roll Ford Walk and Talking has drawn inside them, as has Cripps tonight. They'll both be up on speed. Sir Ravenelli looked to come across the grey. Stack of speed here, Shano. Yeah, look, there's an X-Factor horse in today, and it's uh, mm. in the last written in code. Uh, I remember seeing its trials before it went to Newcastle back around Anzac Day, and it was unbelievable at Newcastle. It got a mile back from Barrier 10. It was just about last on the turn. And it's come right to the middle and ran straight past them and ran a huge sectional. So then she went to the Denise's Joy and ran second to Red Card and, uh, and ended up in Brisbane. Probably may have had enough by then. Uh, the two trials have been pretty good. She was an $800,000 yearling. She's beautifully bred. I'm Invincible, another one the stock stakes. She's a half to a Samu. 
Um, gee whiz, I, I don't know where she's going to end up this uh, this spring, but um, I'm thinking uh, it won't be at Warwick Farm. It'll be in stakes races. I've got her on top. Um, reckon she'll start odds on uh, to beat another Cognac, uh, one of the locals there, trained by Bryce Hayes. Uh, look, I, I, this horse did an amazing job last start at uh, Kembla. That thrilled the horse trained by Matt Smith. It's got to be the fastest horse in Sydney. It went to Kembla and absolutely hummed along, and uh, another Cognac ran it almost down right on the post and they ran a course record 55 seconds so I don't know what another cognac's run so if you're right to RT and they do go along another cognac could be the one finishing over the top I respect Abel Willie but I can't catch him and uh, the other one I'm very interested to see how Sir Ravenelli goes it's a very long way to come down from Tuncurry um, to, to uh, run this horse but he must be going well and his trial was fantastic uh, Tommy Berry's a very interesting booking um, gee, I think he could run a race he's not, he's not a bad horse on his day yeah, I agree and agree with everything you said about written in code. I love that line, X-Factor horse, because that's exactly what this mare is. As Shane mentioned, very lightly raced, just the three starts. Her Newcastle debut win was super. Her effort in the Denise's joy, red card was low flying that day, ran brilliant time, 102.02 for 1100 round scone. That is a terrific gallop and written in code was storming down the centre to run second her run was as eye-catching as the winners that day and then she failed at eagle farm again in a red card race her two trials have been super as shane mentioned there's something about this mare she's got brilliant acceleration she's been well handled by annabelle nisham lightly raced the two trials set her up perfectly for her return and just the fact that there's so much speed here Shane it's going to suit her she'll be sitting off speed any sort of luck in running watch for 13 written in code she is a talent and the one to beat in the last the six Jedabeel for Brad Widdup very honest very consistent he'll settle probably just off the speed he's a tough horse uh, he's racing in good form and he will be in the finish for sure I've also got another Cognac in my numbers the nine trained by Bryce Hayes we heard from Bryce earlier and to Shane's point when Frill goes 50 579 leader to leader to win at Kembley. You're not going to run Frill down, but another Cognac almost did. Got within three quarters of a length of it. A really good, solid performance. And of the others, Concenza. We've uh, we had Michael Hawks on earlier, Shano, and this mare is resuming. Has drawn the outside gate. It's going to need a touch of luck. But Michael wasn't all that worried, given it's just the one turn at Warwick Farm. This mare. Um, does go well fresh and a recent trial at Warwick Farm she'd run fourth beaten about a length was absolutely eye-catching she can run a race here first up 13 6 9 and 16 in the last looking forward to seeing what written in code does on her return absolutely Ray yeah looking forward to it as well Darren he is looking forward to it also 13 on top written in code to beat 6 9 and 16 his best is race 2 number 5 built what is the best for Ray Thomas on this Warwick Farm program? Might have to wait for the last, number 13, written in code. Uh, I just think she, uh, to use Shane's expression again, got the X Factor, one to watch. And just have something on Sakani, race five, number six each way. I think Jared mentioned about $10. He, he might be a knockout chance in a competitive race there. Thanks for all your help this morning, Ray. Appreciate it. All the best, Luke. Good on you, mate. Uh, Ray Thomas there. Shane O'Cass, your best for Warwick Farm? Uh, my best is four victory uh, in the staying race, race four. But I will say uh, in the Jockeys Challenge today, uh, Karen McAvoy is $10. Uh, and I think he's got some fantastic rides. So we're uh, going to have something on Karen McAvoy to win the Jockeys Challenge. Beauty, Shane. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your help this morning. Jared uh, Daffy, any market information for our listeners? Probably the best of those at Warwick Farm today, Luke, would be race three, number three. Uh, Oakfield Red Gum and an honourable mention for race six, number four, Spacewalk, but uh, Oakfield Red Gum would be the one.